Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Augusta, and I'm your host of No Sex in the Suburbs, a podcast about marriage, sex, and momming so hard. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about building a healthy subconscious in your children. Why does this matter? Well, we're all adults now, and if you're like me, you have probably, you know, made it this far, but yet still stumble along the way about stupid things that somehow or another you have picked up as beliefs about yourself that are limiting. So maybe it's, I'm fat, or I'm stupid, or I'll always be broke, or whatever. Those are all beliefs in your subconscious. Now, I didn't know this, but apparently 90 to 95% of your beliefs about the world and the reactions that you have are based upon your subconscious. And your subconscious is totally formed by the time you're seven years old. So as parents, what an incredible opportunity we have to build our kids subconscious to make it a healthy one and one that doesn't give itself limiting beliefs and negative beliefs and things like that. So today we're going to be joined by April Buhenin. She is an RTT therapist and hypnotist, and she's going to be giving us tips on how to raise our kids in a mindful way that's going to give them the mental programming that they need to have a healthy subconscious through childhood and into being an adult. So as a quick intro into April and what she does, as I mentioned, she is an RTT therapist and hypnotist. So RTT stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy. If you're not familiar, it's a British therapy. And the idea behind it is that instead of going to a therapist once a week for like six months to figure out what your issue is and how to solve it, instead you do one intense session that's around two hours and she puts you under through hypnosis and then she records part of it. You listen to that recording every day for like a month and then you're fixed and life goes on and everything's great. Thanks so much for tuning in and as always if you like this episode please let me know. Share with your friends, hit subscribe, write me a review on Apple Podcasts, find me on Instagram at no sex in the suburbs or you can email me at no sex in the suburbs podcast at gmail. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hi, April. Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too. You are so welcome. We are so lucky to have you. So, I was reading up on the subconscious and the, mm-hmm. so there's some study that says something like 90 to 95% of your belief system is governed by your subconscious beliefs. And I feel like that's totally true in my life. That really resonates with me. But what was crazy was this fact, I guess, that your subconscious is basically more or less formed by the time you're seven years old. Is that correct? That is correct. Right. We're literally sponges by the time... Yeah, when they say we're sponges as children, it's actually true. Our subconscious is being formed up until around seven or eight years old, and it's fully programmed. So you can think of us as computers. Um, we're born into, we're put onto this world, and we have we're a brand new computer, right? So we're we're a brand new computer without any programs. So up until age seven or eight is when we're 
taking on new pro like we're building our programs essentially that we're going to run off of for the rest of our lives. So what an incredible opportunity as parents to be able to have these little blank slates, basically to, instead of growing up and having to heal your inner child, you just made a healthy inner child and a healthy subconscious. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips for, for parents on how to make the healthiest child, healthiest subconscious? I mean, how do you even say that? The healthiest subconscious of a child possible? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before I get into the tips, I kind of want to explain how the mind works and how the brain is developed. Can I go into a little bit of that? Of course. I, I'm, I'm a total nerd when it comes to this kind of thing. So I'll try. I'm going to simplify it as best as I can. Okay, so as adults, we have a tendency to see children as miniature adults, right? We believe that they should think, reason, and behave the way we do. However, as we know, that's not the case at all. We might try to correct their behaviors, even sometimes punishing them, which can have, which can often have just make things worse. Um, the reason why correcting them doesn't typically work is because their minds work very, very, very differently than ours does. What's interesting is that human beings are the only mammal that are born with undeveloped brains. Scientists say that our brains aren't even fully developed until we're somewhere in our 20s. So that's really important to understand. And like, I, yeah, as, as you know, the subconscious mind drives 95% of all of our thoughts and behaviors. The subconscious mind is about 1 million times more powerful than the conscious mind. Okay, so... To understand how to have a positive impact on your child's subconscious mind, it's important to understand some of these basics. So 5% of your mind represents your conscious mind. So this is where you reason. This is where you make decisions. This is where you have willpower. This is where your willpower is stored. And that 95% represents your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is your auto function. This is the area that makes you breathe. It manages your body and your emotions. This is where you store beliefs. It's your automatic responses. It's your habit. Um, this is where your primitive area housing of fight and flight reaction is. So remember, your subconscious mind is all unconscious. <laughs> so right. you're, not, you're not even conscious of these things. Okay, so between the subconscious and the conscious, there's something called the critical mind. Um, so half of that is in the conscious and half of that is in the subconscious. You can think of the critical mind as our filter. So this is there to protect us. The critical mind analyzes the input and decides what can go into the subconscious mind and what cannot. Um, it gives us the ability to evaluate information to determine whether it's right or wrong. So for a child under eight, everything is taken as, taken as true. That analytical part of their brain isn't developed to reject what isn't true. Hmm. Um, so it's very important to understand that children under the age of eight don't have that ability to rationalize. So is you it like terrible mm -hmm. that I'm saying, oh, the elf on the shelf, <laughs> look, he flew to the North Pole and is coming. I mean, I'm like lying to my children and they're buying it hook, line and sinker. And I kind of feel bad about it. 
Um, I think that's fine. I know. I, I think about that sometimes too, even with the whole Santa Claus thing. I That's fine. I wouldn't worry so much about that. An example of how they can't rationalize though is say, say you work an eight to five or nine to five and you have a bad day at work, your boss, I don't know, he, he upsets you or something. You come home from work and you are stressed and angry. So you lash out on your spouse. You lash out on your children. They are not going to have the ability to think like they're not going to be able to think, oh, mom seems really upset. She looks like she had a really bad day at work. Oh, she's just taking this out on us. She's just having a bad day. They just, they just don't have that ability to logically think like that or to rationalize. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're going to take it on themselves. They're going to, they're going to say, Oh, I did something wrong. I am bad. They're going to start thinking that's the way they think. Okay. So the, I guess the tip would be to do positive reinforcement that you're not bad, you're good and all that. But what if they do something bad? Like for example, my three-year-old drew with pen on our cream leather crate and barrel bar stools. And I was so <laughs> pissed. And my five-year-old goes, mommy, are you going to growl? <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I am. He makes mistakes like that. Mm-hmm. You know, how, like how do you deal with that? If, you know, I don't want them to well, think that they're bad people, but like that was a huge no-no. I mean, in a perfect world, we would remain calm and we would get down on their level, look at them in the eye and explain to them how that was wrong and why that's wrong, blah, blah, blah. But in the real world, most of us as parents would probably, we might lose our temper, right? <laughs> We're going to get upset. Mm-hmm. And that that happens. I It happens with me all the time. I run a business. I'm running a household. I'm taking care of kids. I lose my temper. Here's the thing. Kids are resilient. And all you need to do is once you've cooled off is, again, get down on their level, look at them in the eye and apologize. I apologize to my kids all the time. I apologize for my behavior. And then I explain to them that it had nothing to do with them. Or if it did, you know, if they did do something wrong, then you calmly talk to them about it. But you always apologize for how you reacted initially. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it totally did. Because, okay, so when you're thinking, how can I have this kid with a healthy subconscious? To me, the like immediate quick answer is like, we'll just tell them they're great. Tell them they're awesome. Tell them the world is a safe place and, you know, things like that. But that's not reality most of the time when you also have a kid who needs to get in the bath and needs to, you know, not have a meltdown because his brother's having a meltdown, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's also important to understand brain waves. So children have slower brainwave frequencies than adults do. So they are in those theta and alpha frequencies. And also in children, the right brain functioning develops first, which is associated with imagination, creativity, memory, and intuition. Okay. Yeah, so that's why children are so easily influenced 
their subconscious so easily influenced because they're in those theta and alpha brainwave frequencies. And that's exactly what I do in session is bring them, bring clients into those brainwaves so we have access into the subconscious. So I want to say another, one other thing um, that's important to note um, for parents that you need to remember is that the subconscious mind has no sense of humor. It's not logical and it takes things literally. So it does not interpret. When parents joke with their children before they, before their ch children have that critical um, thinking, that filter, or even worse, if they use sarcasm, that is actually very real for those children. Okay. So state, so statements like, are you stupid or you, you're driving me crazy? Those are not interpreted. They're taken as truth. So as a parent, be very careful about what you're joking around or using sarcasm around your children. Okay. Okay. That's a really good tip. Um, I think yeah, my I think my is. husband does that sometimes. Yeah, Whoops. and I I watched my brother do that with his kids um, over Thanksgiving over the Thanksgiving holiday. My brother's very sarcastic, and I love my brother to death. I'm totally throwing him under the bus, but he was saying some pretty hurtful things to his four year old, which were completely sarcastic. But she's not going to get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that was kind of hard to witness. Okay, yeah. so tip. Don't be sarcastic. Yeah, so don't be. So don't be, funny. be careful about how you're, what you're joking about, and the sarcasm. And it, and if you do, if you slip up, just just tell them, <laughs> just tell your kids, I was joking. So kids learn by our behavior. So this is my number one tip because children are taking on their parents' programs. This is just gonna happen. This is why we end up like our parents. So often people just end up like their parents and that's because they take on their parents' subconscious programs. So what's the number one thing you can do? Work on your subconscious programming. If you have limiting beliefs around money, if you have low self-esteem issues, if you lack confidence, self-worth, then work on that. There's, you know, ways of doing it. I do that with clients with RTT sessions. That's my number one tip is so, reprogram your subconscious mind so that you have a more positive impact and you're setting a better example for them. Wow. That mm -hmm. is so easy to say and so difficult to do. So basically the key to having a kid with a healthy subconscious is for your subconscious to be healthy, even though that's, you're already formed. Yeah. That's my, my top, my top tip. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, Cause they're learning by you. They're watching everything you do. So be mindful about how you behave and be mindful about what you are saying in front of them. For example, I do my best to not overly focus on my appearance in front of them. I don't complain about my weight in front of them or my hair. I don't talk about other people's appearance either because I don't want my children to grow up with the belief that their worth is based on their appearance. And that is very, that is a very common one. And I, I developed an eating disorder in my teens and I do not want that for my kids. So that's, you know, just an example. Just be really mindful about what you're saying um, and what you're doing in front of them. Okay. I think that's, um, I think that's a great tip. What about the punishing? 
What about when they actually do something wrong and you need to punish them, but you don't want them to take on the, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad person. But like, I mean, do you believe in time? Do you believe in timeout? I do. I do timeout with my kids. Um, And I think all kids are different too. I think, you know, I know when I was a child, I didn't really learn by punishment. I learned more better with reward. I think that all kids are different. You kind of just have to figure out um, what's best for your child. But yeah, you don't want them thinking that they're bad. So you just want them to learn that what they did was bad and just talk to them. Like, and and if you say something wrong, if you, and later on you realize it, there's absolutely no problem with even days later pulling your child aside and say, Hey, look, I didn't handle this correctly the other day. And I just want to make sure that, you know, you know, et cetera. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And children are so easily to forgive and help them reframe situations. Like if something happens to them at school, remember, it's really important to help them reframe those experiences. And just for, I like to think of it like this, like, okay, my kids don't really have the ability to rationalize. So I'm going to rationalize for them. I'm going to help them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, so to to have a kid with a healthy subconscious, you need to have yourself a healthy subconscious. And the way that you get one is to work on yourself through RTT? RTT, okay. So I can explain kind of the process of RTT. So for an RTT session, uh, we will focus on a certain emotional issue or even a physical issue. So a client will come to me and they have low confidence, low self-esteem issues. So that will be our focus. So the first part of the session, we are, it's all about finding the root cause. So we go, I regress them back to certain scenes in their life that cause them to uh, form beliefs that have been affecting them. So, you know, we might go, it's usually we go back to childhood, um, And we really hone in on the negative beliefs that they have programmed in their subconscious minds. And then once we're very clear on the root cause, this is where, this is also when the client experiences some kind of breakthrough, Um, like a big aha, they connect the dots. And it's one of my favorite parts of the session because they're just, it, it clicks. They're like, oh my gosh, I get it now. I understand why I'm struggling with this. And so then we move into the healing. So I'm trained in different methods of healing. We always do inner child work. We might dialogue with anyone that hurt them in the past. Whatever we, whatever the client needs, we spend as much time in that section doing the healing. Besides, and that's why the sessions can be pretty lengthy. Sorry, besides mm-hmm. weight loss and body image, what are some of the most common reasons why people come to you? Um, because also with kids subconscious, it's not just their beliefs about them. It's their beliefs about the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is the world a mm-hmm. scary place? Is the world a loving place? Am I destined to be poor forever? Or, you know, like, tell me what are what are the reasons why people come and do RTT besides the weight loss? So a big one is money blocks. A lot of people come to me with money blocks or relationship blocks. I just did one on insomnia everything, anything and everything. There's physical issues too. I don't, 
I don't often work on physical issues, but people even, um, you know, believe in the mind-body connection, which I do. People will do RTT for treating cancer, even migraines, skin issues, digestion issues. Um, so, so if you really have, if you have a block about money, how is mm-hmm. your under seven-year-old going to pick up on that? Oh, because you're watching your parents. So that it's, it has, it always has everything to do with your parents typically. So if you grew up in a household that, you know, you were kind of poor and you, you know, I worked with a client just recently who spent every Saturday morning clipping coupons with her mother. And she sensed, you know, kids are very intuitive and she sensed her mother's stress um, while they're clipping these coupons and, you know, that was a big part of her money story. So we, we all develop a money story based on um, what, we're, what we're viewing, what we're seeing in the world as children. We develop that right away. We're told things like money doesn't grow on trees or money is the root of all evil. We're told all these silly things and we take it. <laughs> we take it as truth as, as children. Our subconscious does. Wow. I think... Going into this interview, I thought there's for sure one thing, maybe two, that I could like, you know, use RTT for. But now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> there's probably like oh, five yeah. things. Oh, there's so much. But, you know, before my training, I thought I had, I went through um, five, six years of intensive subconscious work on my own. And I was, you know, total healing, spiritual journey I went through. I thought I had myself figured out and I was healed. And then I went into this training with Marissa and Marissa Peer. And she, you know, I was getting sessions done on me. Wait, can you give a little background on Marissa Peer? Because people don't even know what RTT is. So who is Marissa? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Marissa Peer is a, she's one of Britain's top therapists and she developed rapid transformational therapies. So she developed RTT and she's amazing you can actually just youtube marissa peer um and she has so many videos she has a couple ted talks that are fascinating she is amazing and um i was personally trained by her so rtt is really her her program Um, got it okay so you trained with her and now you're like her protege and you thought you had all your shit together and then you found out you didn't yeah Yeah, it was really humbling. And at the same time, pretty, it was a shameful experience for me, because I realized um, very quickly that, wow, I had so much, so much to work on. Because like I said, when you're in session, you just, things come up, and you see you have a completely different and new understanding of certain things. So memory can come up that you've consciously gone over a 100 times. But then when you're in hypnosis, and you're being guided by a therapist, you see it in a whole different way and you have this very deep understanding and um, yeah. So I, I get a session done on me about once a month. Wow. Hmm. See the session once a month thing, like to me, the value proposition of RTT is like you do it, you listen to the tape and then you're done. Right. But I guess that's just the one issue. So how can you prioritize? You know what? So here's the thing. This is the, one of the amazing things about RTT there's a major ripple effect. So even if we do a session, I, I just worked with a client a couple of months ago and we focused on weight. It was a very basic, just weight issue focused session. And so many areas of her lives, her life changed because of that one session. And the reason is 
is because we are honing in on those negative beliefs you have and we're overriding those negative beliefs with new ones. So you can imagine if you have the belief, so if someone has the belief, I'm not enough, you can only imagine how many areas of their lives would change if that belief was changed into I am enough, I am worthy. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's not just the weight thing that's going to change. She was blown away because, you know, it saved her marriage, everything. She got a new job. Everything changed because we were, we changed some core beliefs that she hadn't had installed in her subconscious. What would you say is like the minimum of self work uh, that one should be doing to ensure their kids healthy subconscious? So you can do the deeper work like we do in an RTT session. So you can do that very, that deeper subconscious work. But here's something that I teach all my clients. And that is to change your inner dialogue, change your self-talk. So um, Eckhart Tolle teaches you this to be the observer of your thoughts. This is really, really important. This will change. This one thing will change your life completely. And it will reprogram your subconscious over time. So get in the habit of catching your negative self-talk. So if you walk past a mirror and you, you catch yourself saying, oh, you look gross today, you look bad or whatever, and immediately reverse it. Change that statement into a positive one. And the thing is, that's going to feel weird. It's going to feel consciously. It's going to feel like you're lying to yourself. And you, consciously, you don't accept it. But your subconscious, here's the thing, your subconscious doesn't understand the difference between right or wrong. It doesn't understand the difference between reality and imagination. So one of the rules of the subconscious mind is it it does what you tell it. So just tell it what you want. Positive affirmations and the secret kind of stuff. It's essential. Okay, so here's the thing. That's essentially um, affirmations. People will often say, okay. I've been saying this positive statement 20 times a day and I've been doing it for a year and my life hasn't changed. Well, what are they saying to themselves 99% of the rest of the day? That's the thing. <laughs> like those, yeah. those 10 or 20 positive statements they're saying over and over against themselves isn't really going to override anything if they're talking if they're saying negative things to themselves the rest of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. So so, hmm. for, so you change your self-talk, you change your inner dialogue, and also how you speak about yourself to other people. That's a huge one too. So change that. And then you can also help shape the way your children talk about themselves. So catch your children's negative self-talk when they speak out loud and immediately reframe that for them so help them shape their self-talk self-talk got it so if you have a kid and he says like i'm a bad boy you say no 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 no. you're a good boy yes yes don't yeah oh my gosh i cringe i cringe when people or my kids say things like oh i'm an idiot i'm stupid change that right away okay you don't want them talking to them talking to them you don't want them developing that kind of negative self-talk you want them to be in the habit of talking to themselves in a positive way great there's two more things make sure that your kids are getting enough sleep i mean absolutely crucial for brain development sleep 
and also getting healthy fats in their diet. So those omega threes and omega sixes. Okay. Um, you know. Good tip. And then one other thing, it's unlikely that your kids are going to have these perfect, positive, <laughs> healthy, subconscious minds. That's just unlikely. And just know that that's okay. They can reprogram those later. Um, that, and that's exactly what I do with my clients on a daily basis. You know, I use that state of hypnosis to bring them into that alpha or theta brainwave. We uncover the negative beliefs that they have installed the events in their life where they picked up those programs and we do the necessary healing and then we install new beliefs to override those old old ones so it's not you know it's not the end of the world like your 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 kids will grow up and have the opportunities opportunity to reprogram later it's just it's nice to help and be a support and really teach them mindfulness as children so I love it. Those are my tips. Yeah. Those are great tips. I am all about trying to cultivate mind- mindfulness in my kids. I make them look in the mirror and say, I love myself very much. And then I give them a piece of chocolate. <laughs> oh, I love that. My kids, I have my kids um, on their walls. They have a list of affirmations and they say them before they say prayer at night. Oh, and, that's so um, nice. That's yeah. another great tip. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that does that. Um, on the way to school, she has them say these affirmations um, as they're pulling up to school and when they're in the car. And I was, I thought that's really cute, a great way to start their day before going into school. And so. do you create the affirmations with your kids? Do you just tell them what they are or what? I We just use the same ones. There's like seven or eight of them. Um, they're different for because I have a son and a daughter, and so they're a little bit different for him. Can you, you know? share what they are? Yes. So, um, my daughter's is, I am, wait, I am beautiful. I am loved. I'm important. I'm special. I can do anything. I am brave. And my son's is, I am kind. Oh, hers is, I'm kind and I am smart too. So his is, I'm kind. I am smart. I am brave. I am strong. I am gentle. I am handsome. I'm important. I can do anything and I am loved. Those are amazing. I love those yeah. so much. You should print those out and laminate them. <laughs> sell, them <laughs> sell them on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, April, thank you so, so much for doing this. This was incredible. That was my pleasure. Tell everybody how they can reach you. You have a website, you have an Instagram handle. Yes. You can find me on Instagram at april.behunin. Um, my last name is B as in boy, E-H-U-N as in Nancy, I-N as in Nancy. And then my website is com. Okay, great. And we will link out to those as well so everyone can check it out. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. Hopefully we will go into the rest of the week with mindfulness and I don't know, appreciation for being alive. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. I, I had a really good time. I, I don't get to talk about this kind of thing often. Um, so it's been really fun. Awesome. Good. Well, I hope everybody likes it. If this sounds interesting to you, like you might have some limiting beliefs that keep cropping up, April has graciously offered to give our listeners $50 off their first 
treatment. The promo code is no sex, and I will link out to her website in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on No Sex in the Suburbs. Bye.